Welcome to episode 15 of the Goals in Motion podcast. This week in motion, we'll be speaking to Nathan Cartman. In Coach's Corner, we'll be discussing what it takes to get your team to the next level. And in Pick of the Week, we'll be talking about the Championship Playoffs. And as promised in the last episode, we are going to be doing it more frequently, especially with all these events in sport at the minute. So we'll be covering the playoffs... Uh, in the summer, the Women's Euros, the World Cup at the end of the year. We'll be discussing the Formula One at some point. Rugby, everything. So they're going to be more frequent. So we're going to try and do it each and every Wednesday. But if not, it'll definitely be every 10, 10 days. And sometimes if there's not a lot going on in the sporting world, it'll be fortnightly. But still remember to tune in. And listen to me, Jack and Nathan doing what we do best. Talking absolute nonsense about sport. <laughs> in motion! So this week in motion, we are joined by Nathan Cartman. How are you doing, Nathan? You alright? Yeah, good, good, thanks. Yourself? Oh, good, yeah. Absolutely fine, mate. Absolutely fine. Just uh, just been, been working as you do. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So um so firstly, um I'm I'm a Darlow lad. Um yeah. <laughs> and I know you've you've had a good uh good relationship with uh with Darlington through your through your football. Yeah, definitely can say that, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um I, I I was speaking to a couple of my friends who were who got more Starlow games. Um and we were we were talking and it was and there was one one memory that that popped up, um, and it was that um, that goal in that was it the four three against Salford. Oh yeah, yeah it's been <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a uh, yeah it was a good good memory that one. To be fair. Yeah, really, you know, crazy game, like re- crazy game, and and I think like looking from I don't get to many games, um, but. That was that was definitely one of the ones that that stood out for me. Yeah, it was one of them. It was a big game. Obviously, we were fighting at top of the league, and we went two 0 down. Got one back. They went three one, and we thought, "Oh God, that's it, blown it." But then obviously we crawled it back. I came on late and scored winner. Everyone just went nuts from then. <laughs> you can't argue with that, can you? <laughs> no, you can't. It was good. So that was that was a little bit later on in your career. Um, so, early early days, Leeds Lee United, I believe. Yeah, I was there from twelve year old um, all the way through to a nineteen twenty. Made first year pro, and so I, I did turn professional first season or so. So I can't argue with that. Um, yeah, it was it was good to be there. Obviously, around some good players and people obviously moved on and won Premier League and played for England. Yeah, I think that's the thing. So what would you, you know, when you go from your grassroots to yeah. to being a professional footballer, what what would the, what things did you take with you from, from grassroots to, to to sort of Leeds United then? To be fair, I'd, I've always, I was always in the academies. So I was at Man City yeah. before... Um, Dad Charles, I only played one year at, at grassroots when I was seven. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it, so obviously it was a long time ago that. Um, but just enjoy it and obviously 
just work as hard as you can. That's that's where that's where I've been brought up. Uh, nothing comes for granted, so just work hard and see where it takes you. Yeah, I I think that that's the thing, isn't it? Where where you look, you look at the way different clubs do things. So you know, obviously, when you were a kid, so like you said, Man City and Leeds was from the memories that you've got. Can you remember the different coaching methods or what what sort of got the best out of you? Yeah, I mean, Man City was back in the day. Yeah, um, they were they always recruited big, strong, physical lads. Where Leeds obviously recruited the footballers. Um, our times times have changed now. Um, but um, I was obviously relatively small, um, and Man City released me for that reason, for being small and not yeah. physically enough. Technically, yeah, great, but it released me at that uh, nine-year-old, ten-year-old. Yeah. So I went to Halifax for a season, um, just to, in, in a development centre rather than an academy setup. Oh yeah. I scored loads of goals there, but then it was a season Halifax went uh, into liquidation. Oh, so, that's a shame. Everyone just went from the club and restarted. Um, especially being an Halifax lad, it was quite good. And to be fair, obviously yeah, see the first team fall right to the bottom as well. But then some of the coaches, so Gary Worthing, went to Leeds, uh, managed to get me on trial and signed me after about three weeks. So it was good. Oh, that's impressive. So it was all right. Yeah, that's impressive. So the from what I've so from what I've gathered, you know, I've spoke to spoke to quite a few people who regard you quite highly. Um, yeah. as a footballer and they said that you you were very good for Harrogate very good um, you had a good you had a good couple of seasons there and then the same with Farsley Celtic as well yeah I mean I was at Harrogate with all my mates to be fair it was, I was really close with them it was all good mates off the field as well so we always went on nights out and yeah. went for food and just things like that um, we weren't really playing for mega money um, some of them got it if they won I got a bit more than others, but it weren't really about that. We just stood togetherness and see where it took us, and we ended up having a good season where we finished just outside playoffs. When Farragut Railway, they're well known to be fighting at the bottom of that Evo Stick League before then, so yeah. it was a good season. I think I got before Darlow signed. I think I got thirty six before end of November. Wow! <laughs> my, first, my first goal was September, so it was a good three months where I started scoring one. Um, obviously, that's where Darlow came in then. Yeah. And that was so when Darlow came in. So that was that was around was that January twenty fifteen, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it um, yeah. So and then there were, you know, Darlow were wanting to push on for for the league, weren't they? Um, yeah. And and the signed you. What were you, what were your thoughts when when Darlington came in for you? Did you have any sort of you know any? Well, well, I'm not sure we are. To be fair, it was um, it spoke to me over a couple of months. Asked yeah. me what I was doing, what the thoughts were, and things like that. Um, I always had Bright Kinson on the phone or, or Martin, um, October, November, December. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just constantly on me. But obviously, I, when you're scoring at age of 25, 26, loads of clubs are looking at you. So they were, I remember travelling to uh, one of the games with Lee Ashworth and he goes, right, I'm not going to put any pressure on your cats, but uh, Blackburn are coming today and Oxford United are coming today. I was like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just here to enjoy it. I'm not really bothered who's there. It's, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, so there was an Oxford offered me to go down on trial, but it was more like, well, if you aren't going to pay for my accommodation for a month, or yeah, who's paying my who's paying my bills? And you know I mean, I can't just leave my work and job and go on trial for a month. It's just something like that. So if you want me, you come inside me or 
It's a no-go. So yeah. And then Salford tried to tie me as well. Uh, was interested. What were your thoughts um, on that? Um, to be fair, I said this on Saturday, when I, on Monday, when I was a guest at Indalo Hospitality. Yeah. Um, I said there, not really, ever. Never really yeah. came to my thought. Um, obviously, Gary Neville and Phil Neville and Skulls and that are there, but it was not relatively a big club, is it? Yeah, I know. 150 fans, yeah. not very nice ground. It, it weren't really, it didn't really have the attraction, although they did have a good squad, a good set of lads. Uh, it didn't really attract me. And then Darlo came in and that was it, really. I was never going to say no. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? When when you're talking about, like, the the job thing. So it's, it's you know, every lad's dreams to play in the Premier League and be able to retire when you're 30 or whatever. But yeah. I, I think you've got to be realistic where if say like you say Oxford or Blackburn come in are you going to pay are you going to pay my bills this month if not then yeah. I think that's that's always a difficult decision you know when you're in your mid-20s yeah. agreed yeah it's just, it, it's I made a decision to obviously not stay in non-league but um, I've had some great years in non-league and I definitely I definitely wouldn't change it now yeah that's that's the thing isn't it like when you say that the love of the game I think that's that's massive. That that's massive, especially for you know yourself when you play non-league. It's you. It's not about not about the money necessarily, is it? It's about loving loving your no, craft and going out and enjoying it, meeting loads of new lads, playing against some decent players who who probably like me. Probably could have gone into lower end of football pyramid, but yeah, some of those players aren't getting. Obviously, they're playing for the love of it, but not getting that much money. But what they're doing, they're not, they're not winning anything. I probably won more than in non-league than somewhere in League Two. I'm yeah. happy just to stay full time. It's like, yeah, would that... I get the full time, but it's, yeah. you're not really doing anything. Are you? It's just steady away. It's just yeah. I think it's more of oh, I'm a professional footballer at the lower end of the football league rather than actually wanting to win anything. Yeah, would it would it sort of be? Like you say, just the if someone asks, "Oh, yeah, I'm a professional footballer," and I play yeah, for right, someone in league two or whatever. Yeah, you do see it happen. See it with my own eyes in town and yeah, when you're out on nights out and stuff. But each to their own. Yeah, I feel, I think like you say, it's it's one of them. But I think if if more sort of lads who are going through had could sort of speak to to players like you who have. You know, decided that you're doing it because you love playing football, and you've won. You've won quite a lot of things, so I think yeah. that 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 should take that should take precedence over just saying, "Oh yeah, well I play for." And off the top of my head, I play for Rochdale. I don't get many game time. I don't get much game time, but you know. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, I'd rather have done it my way. Like I said to everyone, and do it. Of us, we're sat in League Two and not really doing much with a career. Yeah, that's the thing, and so. Obviously, went from Darlow to Farsley Celtic and then yeah. Scarborough. So how how did yeah. that how did that sort of come about and and how did you how did you find it? So I left Darlow. Uh, new manager came in. Yeah. Um, said I was in his plans, but then tried to sell me behind my back. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those things. That's football. Yeah. yeah. Come across him again. You're obviously not going to trust him. Right? It's yeah, one of them, but, not. Yeah, he did that to a few of us. Um, weren't just me. Sounds like I'm bitter, but I'm not. That's just football. But, yeah. If you love football, um, if you love the, if you if you've got a bunch of lads 
who you love who you love playing with each and every week on the pitch, yeah. and then a manager says, "I'm in your plans." You're going to be a little bit knocked off, aren't you? Yeah, I think it, I think it's just that Martin Ray built a culture around the club where yeah, everyone yeah. was everyone was in it together, and yeah, we was all it ended up getting ripped apart by by Tommy. Yeah, um, which is a massive, which I'm massive not even worried about saying because yeah, he did, and everyone knows that. Um, yeah. Probably sound bitter, like I said, but it's not that. We're just. It's one of them. The people move yeah. on. People make decisions, and he had a job yeah. to do, and he made changes what he felt that were right. So yeah, uh, but they weren't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but they weren't in the long run, though. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> they went. So um, it's just football. Yeah, it's what it is. And then I, obviously, I went on to Farley and finished in uh, playoffs and lost in the semi-final. First year I was there, and then second year we won the league. So wow. Uh, it, it turns out to be a, a good decision anyway. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so won that league, fantastic. won that league twice. He lost it, Prem. That's quality. Not many people can say that. Exactly. So, so yeah, and then obviously you went. How how did the move to Scarborough come about then? So you won, you won the league yeah. with Farsley. So how, how did Farsley's it come about? Then I, I played a year in Conference North. Yeah. Um, but then towards the end of the season, I was in and out, and I'm one who I hate sitting on bench. Uh, it's yeah, not yeah. me. I'd rather go and play and drop down a level and go and play and do what I'd do. Um, so, end of the season, sat down with Adam Lakeland and he just said, Oh, we're offering you a deal. I was like, Well, it was cut money, which weren't a problem. I said, Well, I just want to go and play. Yeah. So, I'm going to move on anyway. I want to go and play every week. I don't want to be sat in and out, and you can't guarantee that. No one can guarantee you games, and which I appreciate. Um, so, I just went to Scarborough, uh, signed there with Daz Kelly. Which then it got hit by COVID after about fourteen games or something. Oh yeah, all that. So with with obviously the COVID thing, did that obviously the, it went to points per game or something, didn't it? Like that with the with the lower leagues. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was a bit odd what went up in there, like, but yeah, they moved people around in clubs and yeah, it's just yeah. Don't know if so, went went, so it went points per game or something like that, and yeah. did you? Did you have a plan to sort of think, right, obviously we know what it was like. I, I, I work in a school, so obviously I was, you know, I was working from home or I was on a rotor. Um, and obviously with yourself, you've got you've got your job and then your football. But did you sort of think I need to, I need to try and, you know, think about my next move or were you just trying to think, okay, we're going to get going again soon? No, well, we got told we were starting back in December. So we all wow. went back training. Yeah. Um. I think we trained for two weeks and they said we're starting on New Year's Day or, or yeah. Boxing Day or something like that. And then two days before there was this crap the league again. It was like, well, but no. can't keep doing this. It, it's it's one of them. You either scrap it or you um, we carry on. Um, and ended up just scrapping it completely after December into New Year. Um, and obviously we had the pre-season and started getting back slowly. That's where um, John, o, John O'Greening came in obviously this season yeah um, stayed on there um, but kind of like fell out of it really and yeah it was the travelling and an opportunity coming to uh, being an assistant manager and playing at the same time at Yorkshire Amateurs so I spoke to John Oates got out of my contract and moved on to that how's how's that how's that going then Um, it was good it's been good Um. Went in, signed in January, it took forever to go yeah. through because I was suspended as well. Because last game I played, I got 
sent off. Oh, um, second one before, so I'm pretty much bound took forever to cl- clear because obviously yeah, yeah. my contract were getting cancelled and, oh, yeah. and games were getting called off over Christmas. So I, I didn't end up playing until uh, January for Yorkshire, which is wow. um, played a couple of games off bench and then I, I, I think I played nine and scored nine. Wow. And then started rotating team against towards the end of the season, so I didn't yeah. really play then. Um, then I was just taking manager's role on now. Oh wow! For the next season. How do you? So you know when you've so you've played and you've just wanted to play like you say, which I think's class. I think your your attitude is fantastic for your career that you've had. Um, so does have you had a slight change? Have you looked at things differently when you think right? I'm playing. And I'm sort of a player manager, and then you're going to be the manager. Do you look at it differently, or what? What's your it, mindset? It's hard because obviously I'm, I was one of the lads. Yeah, I've, I've always been one of the lads, and obviously the banter and stuff like that. Um, but I've just when I went in as assistant, I just tried to set the standards like I've been at other clubs and set the high standards and how other managers work for me, like putting things in place and making sure training's at a decent intensity and. People are working hard and not just strolling up, earning the money and going and um, picking up with cash. Um, but then obviously having the lad side of it and having the banter still. Yeah. Um, but then going to manager, obviously the lads will still always be like me, like with me how they are. That's fine. And obviously they need to know that they can't step over the line. Yeah. As such. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I've been, I've only been appointed the last week, so my <laughs> phone hasn't stopped. So I've been constantly been talking to our players and trying to keep them committed for next year because we're being yeah. demoted because of the ground. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's just trying to keep players there and getting a few more bodies in to strengthen. Um, yeah, and just see how it goes. That's, that's all I can do. Yeah, I, thought, I think that's the thing, isn't it? When you, when you take on a role like that, like I've not, I'm in, I'm a, Managing grassroots, so I'm not, you know, not sort of men's football. Uh, mind, I've got a, a girls' football team under 13s, um, yeah. so that's got its own challenges. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I just, I just think it's, it's one of them where you look and you and you have to take a step back, and you know, the, there's been changes in the last few weeks within my team, sort of with the coaching, back mm-hmm. the background with the coaching. So I've taken on. The full responsibility of the team, which I don't mind. You know, you can do yeah. it your way, then, can't you? Yeah, yeah um, But I think, like you say, you've got to have the right people in. The intensity has to be right with the training, and you've got to give them a picture of what what you're looking for. Yeah, hundred um, percent. They need to obviously. My ideas, obviously, they've played under another of the Craig and Neil, who just left for yeah. three and a half years. Wow. So obviously, the ideas are going to be similar. Yeah, everyone's different. So yeah, you want fresh ideas. You've got fresh, fresh ideas. ideas and, yeah, yeah, different style of play or different bodies and different shape. It's just one of those. But I'm still 32, so I'm still on a learning path with it. It's, yeah, it's good. I probably still could play if I, if I didn't announce that manager. I'd probably have a few <laughs> clubs ringing like that. Yeah, um, it's one of them. See how it goes. If it if it lasts a month, brilliant. If it lasts six months, real. I'm in it for the long run. To be fair, but. I've got to remember I'm only young, so it's it's all experience. I still could play, so yeah. Um, I will put my all into it, and obviously we want the club to get promoted again. So that's that's the aim, really. Straight bounce back up to promotion. So what 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 league what league have been demoted into then? We 
we'll go into North East County's Premier now, so Premier. Um, it's not actually a decent league. It's got some good, strong teams in it. So yeah. um, we finished 10th last season at Neverstock East uh, North League, whatever they're called these days. So and it was de- it, and it was demoted because of the ground. Yeah, ah, that's shit. That's shocking. That we tried to move move grounds just or just after the deadline or something. Yeah. And the the league declined it, and the FA declined it. Said you can't just move grounds during a grading or something. I don't, I don't know the ins and outs. Yeah, yeah. That. That's yeah. not not my role. But um, we tried to move grounds, and it, it just didn't come off. So they didn't yeah. us. Hopefully, hopefully though, like you say, you do it your way, and yeah. you, you you build you build next yeah. season, and I'm sure that you'll 100%. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll you'll go up again. What so do? You, so are you just being a manager? There's no getting your boots on. Is is that is that the the plan? That, that's the plan, mate. Yeah. Unless yeah. we need a goal in the last ten minutes, and I'll be throwing myself. On. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's one of them. It'll be, it'll be. I'll still do pre-season with the boys, and yeah. and uh, well, a bit of it anyway. Um, obviously, keep myself fit, going to the gym and stuff. So there's no reason why I won't be able to still play anyway. But it's just you, you can't play and manage. I don't think. Yeah. Because you try to demand standards, and if you have a bad year, then yeah, um, obviously it's one of them. They look at you as if to think, what's going on here? When you've been horrendous, how can't we be horrendous? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's a good point. To be fair, so with you know, with with all your experience and going into next season, would your you know the the development centre coach, aren't you, at Man City? Yeah. Um. Would do you, do you think that that'd play at your advantage then? Go going into going into your managerial role. Will you take things that you do in in your everyday job into your management? Um, do you think? No. To be fair, like the coaching's only part time. Oh, uh, is it? I'm a scout as well. Mm. Yeah. So that's, I work as a manager and commercial manager at a part of the coaching business. So oh well. The coaching for Man City is just it's obviously another job but it's only part time so I'm, I mix that round football yeah on evenings and weekends um, but I mean kids football to be honest kids football is totally different to men's and, yeah of course yeah. so but you, you still I still demand the high standards with the kids or they're not going to develop because yeah. my job is to coach them and get them better to go into the elites and stuff like that yeah. over at the academy so or to find the kids to go over there so it's where men, I know who the players are anyway. Yeah, is there I know a, who I want. Yeah, and is, what I need. Is there a certain age that you coach then the kids are? Is it? Does it differ? Um, um, at the minute I've got we've got the sixes and sevens. I so will do like fun days at grassroots clubs. So we're going to grassroots clubs and do fun days. Oh, that's cool. With like five, six, seven year olds. So um, we do that throughout the summer or throughout the year. We just there's about five, six coaches what go into clubs and uh, do like club coaching. It's called. Oh yeah, so yeah, we do that. That sounds good. What's the what's what's the scouting like then? Uh, it's good. It's just going out watching grassroots game. I mean, my daughter played from five six year old, so yeah. Um, I've been I've seen a lot of grassroots football, and obviously, it's a, it's different. Um, yeah. but it, it's one of them. It's enjoyable at the same time just to go out and watch kids play football, enjoying it, and scoring goals and celebrations and. Yeah, obviously we're looking at potential kids to come into the academy. The academy set up, so it's we have a job to do at the same time. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, would you would you, would you say you know with with 
obviously when you were in the academies when you were a kid, would you yeah. say that sort of what you're looking for and what were what they were looking for when you were playing is, is different or do you think it's pretty much similar? Oh, it's massively different now. Yeah. Well, for as Man so as I was at Man City, all they wanted is big lads. Yeah. And strong lads, but like now I've been told to go out and look for technical players and look quick and strong, but technically good. So the game changes, doesn't it? It adapts over years. It'll be, it'll be different again in another five years. It yeah. sort of swings and roundabouts. Yeah, that's, that's, that's um, a thing, isn't it? Yeah. In another ten years, it'll be different again. It, it, it's, I think, it, I don't know, everyone's competing with each other to be the best, aren't they? That, mean, yeah, that's true. You go over to Man City's Academy and it's out of this world. Yeah, that, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine it's. I can imagine it's unbelievable to just even be there. Like, yeah, I mean, I started off going over there through my daughter because she's with Man City. Oh, she. Um, yeah, that's how I got into it. Oh, fantastic! The scouts and that was oh, was saying, "Oh, what, do you fancy getting involved?" And so I did. But she's now with training with Man City elites wow. girls over there. Uh, she's eight. There's no age group for the girls below under twelves. Oh really? At various clubs, so yeah. she's training with the under twelves, which is bonkers. But she that's crazy. It, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she enjoys it though, and it's yeah. good for obviously the physical side of it will come with the girls at that age. But with the boys, she's she's played with the boys for four years, three years. So well, she's physically quite strong. Yeah. People are quite surprised by it, but. She'll do all right, but it's about enjoying it and uh, just working hard. Get as much sight of it as you can. Yeah, I, th- I think that's... There's no, yeah. there's no pressure behind her. If she stopped tomorrow, I wouldn't be telling her she has to. Yeah, she it's, a, to it's, a, it's a her dream, isn't it? it? You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. the thing. And I, So, with, you know, so just to, to finish it off, so we'll say, you know, if you, if you can look back on your career... Is there anything that you change or do differently, or would everything be the same? Um, what I'd change is at fifteen year old, I wouldn't sign my first professional contract at Leeds United. Yeah, what what would you do? What would what would be the I different path? I'd done my scholarship there, but then I'd, I think I'd have gone to another club to try and seek first team, first team opportunities. Because at the time, yeah. I had when we went full time, we had five or six different managers in three years. So yeah. when I went in at sixteen, Blackwell was with the manager, yeah. and he had me training with him every day a week. Yeah, and then he got sacked, and he gets someone else in, and then you're not with the first team, and then you get someone else in. I think it was Wise and Poyet. Yeah. And they pushed Fabian Delphine into first team. Yeah. And that's look where he is now. And <laughs> then they got sacked or left and McAllister came in and he loved me and he gave me a squad number and took me down to Histon away when they got beat 1-0 in FA Cup or in squad. Um, and then he got sacked. Yeah. And then Simon Grayson came in and wiped the whole reserves out. So it was like, right. But where some of my mates have dropped down into like League One Championship clubs like, say, Huddersfield, Chef Wednesday. Yeah, you've got more of a chance to pro- progress into first team football to get that experience. Yeah, where at Leeds we was all stuck in reserves, playing reserve team football, flitting in and around training, not really getting anywhere. Um, so that's one thing I'd probably change. 
Yeah, I've... rather than rushing into like Leeds United. Yeah, but... I, I think it's one of them. It's it? hard. Yeah, it's where you look at it and you're like, so yeah, I changed this, this, and this, but I think that it's it's one of them that you can't control the yeah. what's happening with managers and because if you are if you are one of the managers yeah. who favoured you, did you say it was McAllister? Yeah, yeah. Like if if he was there for four years or something like that, like yeah. four seasons. Oh yeah. You could be looking Even at something different. Even if it were towards end of that season, where you normally, if you're not getting anywhere, you normally start putting younger lads in, don't you? Oh yeah, of course you do. Yeah. So like the season before, I think Fabian Delft played at Derby County away. Yeah. And then he had a full season playing under wise. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So you, you get your chance towards the end of the season. I think if McAllister stayed that towards the end of that season, I think I'd have got a chance, but. Obviously, not sacked a month later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. It sent me on one time at town and then he got sacked. Oh. So I was like, brilliant. He said, go out and get first team football at a decent level and then come back, we'll want to get you in first team. And then he got sacked. So it was like, no, brilliant. And I had six months less of my contract and I knew at the time, a new manager coming in, he ain't going to take our fans here, he's just going to let us all go because it's the only option. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, that's football. Uh, I moved on to non-league, and I've done what I needed to do. Yeah, I'd 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 say that I'd say that's an understatement. <laughs> I think you've yeah. you've done really well, and obviously you personal awards, and I've won leagues, yeah. and I've won playoffs, and I've lost in playoffs, and nobody can ask for more than that. Yeah, course um, not. Course not. I completely agree with you on that one. Um, it's just one of those. Yeah, and and like you say, it's it's maybe in a weird way to set you up to. I know you've got like you know your football at City part time and your managerial managerial next season coming up, but I think it's it's almost set you up to be able to stay in football, so that can you know can broaden yeah. your horizons as well. Oh yeah, it's got that much experience and different things happening throughout what I've had. You start kind of learn every little thing what goes on. So you learn from everything. So you know, oh, I'm not going to do it that way next time because this happened, or I'm going to do this one this better because I need. Obviously, things need to be better that way. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's one of them. It's, you learn something every day, every day, yeah, and every day of your life, and you do things different on that experience. And I'll take into management what I've experienced over. I'll do things somewhere and I'll do others where I'll do other things where others haven't. And that's the best way to do it. I'd be, I think. Yeah. Just try and mould myself into all the managers I've had, apart from one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't honest. Well, I, yeah, that's I, I think for me, like looking at, you know, from, from what we've said um, on this, I, I think that the main thing that even... You know, even for me in kids football, I think the main thing you've got to be honest. And if you and if you've got no intention of doing something, don't don't lie to people. I think that's it's such a bad trait to have. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You just lose all trust because that gets out to other people. Well, they said this to me, and he's done this and this and this, and it just your name just gets put around everywhere. Yeah, complete, completely agree. But yeah, like we say, uh, I've really, really enjoyed speaking to you, Nathan. Really, you too, really, it's been a pleasure. Really, really good. And and like we say, best of luck to you, to your managerial 
post next next season and I'm sure you will smash it and get promoted. <laughs> we hope so. If not, I'll be sacked. I'll be back playing. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. Bit, but thank you. At least I'm only young anyway. No, I'm exactly. So you can get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alright, exactly. take care. You too, mate. Cheers, man. See you later. A cracking, cracking interview with Nathan Cartman there. I think you'll all agree. One, what a guy. Absolutely, you can say inspirational, to be fair, because to go from, you know, Leeds and Man City as a kid um, and then to, you know, to to pick the non-league route because you want to play football for the love of the game, that's what, that's what modern-day football is missing. And it's absolutely class. And we wish him all the best with his managerial post next year. Um, and hopefully he'll get his boots back on sooner rather than later. Um, but honestly, best of luck to him. And it was really nice talking to him. And I'm sure you've enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed interviewing him. And as always on the podcast, we would like to say thank you to Jensen Day for his music for the podcast. You can find him on Apple Music, Spotify, and all your music providers. Go and give him a follow. Really, really good up-and-coming artist and would appreciate the follow. Coach's Corner. This week on Coach's Corner, I'll be discussing how to improve your team further. So, for me, there's a, a number of elements where you can improve your team. I think... On the pitch, you know, that's that's the most important. Um, on the pitch, on the court, etc. I think it's really important to have that, that chemistry within your team. Because I think if you don't have the chemistry, I feel like it's never going to get to the level that you want it to get to. So that's first team chemistry. And then, you know, you've got to have that bond with your players. That's massively important because if you don't have that bond, you're not going to get to the next level again. You know, as we discussed in the team chemistry part, really, really important that you have a good relationship with your players. If you don't have a positive relationship with your players, you're never going to get the best out of them because they won't want to play for you. It's as simple as that. And that's, that's just facts. You know, we can name loads of times, you know, when coaches, managers lose the dressing room, you know. Would say, you know, even this season, you've got not even in the changing rooms when you when you lose the board. Watford are a massive, massive example. You know, Watford have on average two managers a season. Why? Who knows? Because the board just like yeah, not good enough. Bang, see you later. And you've you've got to deal with that. And I think it's difficult to deal with that. You know, as a manager myself, I think. Always looking over your shoulder would be affecting you, the way you look at things, the way you do things. So I think that's massively important, you know. And just remember, as coaches, managers, you know, of you know, volunteers as well, I think it's massively important that you have that network, you know. So you're, you're with the parents, right? You're with the, you've got, obviously, the parents, football, rugby, Netball, volleyball, basketball, etc. So you've got all these things where I think you need to have a good relationship with parents as well. They need to know the boundaries. You need to know what the expectations are from the parents. 
and in turn the expectations from you to the kids as well and vice versa i think that's massively important but i just think too many coaches get it wrong where they're like oh yeah i'm going to be the next guardiola or conte or Mourinho or whatever and it's like do you know what you you you're, you're in grassroots sport like get your ego out the window and literally just do it for the reasons that you should be doing it because you're in, you're, because you're in love with the game. You know, there's been plenty of occasions where I've needed to remind myself that you do it for the love of the game, not for the results. Don't get me wrong, winning a cup, winning the league or even winning games is exciting and, you know, it's what you want. It's what you maybe you should strive towards, you know. You want, you want your team to be the best they can be, but sometimes you just have to... You have to deal with that card you've been dealt, you know. And I think these are why these things are so important. Player relations, parent relations, team chemistry. And I think you could do that a number of ways, you know. I don't know about anyone else, but I feel like, you know, days like bonding, say, paintballing or bowling or trampolining, you know. Um, Even tournament days, you know. So you'll have... A number of te- number of teams from the same club at tournaments, or even teams who you've been playing throughout the season, and you play season after season, and you know, and you get chemistry that way as well because the girls or boys know each other, talk to each other. You know, it's it's one of them, and I think, and within a team, right? There's nothing wrong with having friendship groups because I think I think it's one of them where it needs to be mentioned. You know, um, in my eight years in coaching. There's been lots of lots of different friendship groups, and I think it's important to to manage it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and it's all about confidence, and it's all about if that's what's going to get the the kids through, having a friendship group. You need to remind them what the expectations are, but you also need to remember that the kids and they've got friends, and some of them are only there because the friends are there, and that's fine. That's not an issue, but I think. People need to remember that the kids, you know, kids' emotions and everything else are different to what what you want them or what you expect it to be. So, you know, I think I think it's massively important that you remember that as a coach, as a manager, whatever. Um, and just, you know, I think it's imperative that, you know, you can look at your sessions and you can think, Do you know what, yeah, I need to be doing this, I need to be doing that. Um, but I think back to basics, you know, and within football, work on your passing, work on your shooting, work on your shape, on your toes, got to be on the toes, you know, Nathan will tell you that, they've got to be on the toes, because if you're not on your toes, you're not ready for the ball, you know, you're not ready, and then that's the advantage gone, bang, body shape as well, that's massively important, you know, we'll, we can teach it from under sixes up to under 18s, and and I think definitely the mindset and the attitude is so important, man. So important. You've got to remember that. As a coach, you've got to remember that. So remember the mindset. Remember positive. I, I say it to my kids, positive vibes only. And some of you will laugh at that, but it's true. Yeah, honestly, if they haven't got anything positive to say, I don't want it. Yeah? You know, within a session. 
if it's after and they've got a, something they need to get off the chest, that's fine. I can speak to them about that and we can change it around from a negative to a positive. But within the session, it's positive vibes only. And that's the way I go through the sessions. And I think it's it really important that you know that you do that too. Because it's not every day you get to have a team who are together. You know, like my, I'm lucky with my, I'm lucky with my team, you know, very, very lucky with my team, you know, been doing it two years, this team, been managing this team two years now, shout out to Nathan, because it was because of Nathan, <laughs> um, that I started managing the team, you know, started from nothing, had loads of players, then COVID came, had no players, pretty much had six players, we were going to scrap it, and we didn't, and I said, give me two weeks, and after two weeks, I had 10 players, then another two weeks, it's 13 players, and now I've got 17. So it's important that you that you never give up. I think that's that's a massive one as well, you know. Never give up, and you need to give it your all. And that that's it, really. And I think that's, that, and that's going back to how to improve your team. You know, you can do the basics that lead to the technical things and, and vice versa, but I think if you don't have that... If you don't have the people skills, then you'll never get your team to where you truly want it to be. You've got to have the people skills and you've got to remember, if you make a mistake, the the team and everyone else around you is going to appreciate it a whole lot more. If you go, do you know what? Yeah, hold my hands up. I made a mistake. I do it all the time. You know, I've made substitutions where we concede two minutes after because I've made a daft substitution. But... That's just me and not everyone is like me, unfortunately, or like yourselves. You've just gotta you've just gotta go with it and I'm absolutely certain that you will definitely have a successful te- team now and going forwards into the future. Pick of the week So this week in Pick of the Week, as promised, we'll be talking about the championship playoffs. So Jack, what is your prediction for each game you can pick whichever game you want first um and let me know who you think's going to win and what the score line's going to be um i'll do sheffield united forest first uh sheffield united are home first but they started to become a bit of form haven't they come to the end of the season now sheffield united um They've actually got a very, very good squad. The problem is, it's kind of, it sounds bad, but I don't really want to see Sheffield United back in the Premier League because it's just a repeat of like the Sheffield United, Fulham's, like that kind, then kind of teams, Bournemouth's, exactly. Um, I do, however, though, Forest under Steve Cooper are a fantastic side. I would say Forest. Sheffield United are at home. It's a tough one. This, I would say, I'm going to say a draw here. I'm going to say two all. I think there'll be quite a few goals in this one at home. I think Forest, they've just got an absolute unreal squad. Um, but the same with Sheffield United as well. Sheffield United's squad is just unbelievable. So I will say Forest, uh, Sheffield United to be a draw. First, the Huddersfield Luton one. No. Um, I think this will be you. By the end of even this result, you'll understand who I think is going to win the actual playoffs altogether. But for me, I think Huddersfield are going to beat Luton three-one. So Luton are at home first, but I think Huddersfield are beating three-one um, away. 
that's for the first leg. Do you want, are we doing the second leg as well, or do you want to do your prediction first? Ah, oh, you you oh. crack on first leg and second leg, and I'll do the same. Okay. Um, second leg. Um, so it's Huddersfield Luton first, and then Forest United. Um, Huddersfield again. I think I just think they're too good. I think they're absolutely unreal. Like I was looking at um, their results since um, January, and I think they've only lost in the league three games since January. They are in the league, so um, they're squeezing cups and stuff. Uh, I think Huddersfield will beat Luton to be at home, so I think Huddersfield will go for a 5-1 on aggregate. Forest, wow. Sheffield United. I think Forest are going to do it. I really do. I think the fact that Forest get to play the second leg at home, I think it'll be a massive advantage to them. Um, I do think Forest will win this. I think it'll be close. Don't get me wrong, I think Forrest will edge it 1-0. I think it'll be like a second-half goal and then it'll just be Forrest defending for the lives, Sheffield United going for it. So, yeah, I can see Huddersfield Forrest final. Yeah, so... It's a, I think it's probably the toughest one to call, you know, um, in terms of, you know, we had, we had the League One. League One playoff picture last episode which obviously we're going to drop into before before we end this chat but for me Luton Huddersfield I'm going to go I think one all in the first game okay. um, just because you know the Luton thing I don't think they're going to get I, they're not getting to the Premier League <laughs> not for me um, don't just, get me wrong I'd love it yeah but the, it'd just be another Norwich West Brom scenario, wouldn't it? Watford go up. It's amazing. A year later, done. Like for me, anyway. So I reckon, you know, it'd be close in the first. First, like I'm gonna say, Huddersfield are gonna beat them three one at their place. So Huddersfield go through quite comfortably. Um, the second game's a lot harder to predict. Um, I'm going to go Sheffield yes. United 2-1 in the first leg and I think Forest are going to beat them 3-1 at their place okay. it's just it's a tough one isn't it I feel like it's so close that but I reckon Forest will get to the final and I think hmm yeah, you can go first on this one. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a tough one. Um, you know, it's different at Wembley, isn't it? Like you could, it if is. a team was home or away, you'd be like, yeah, they've got an advantage. But I don't think any any team's got an advantage at Wembley. I think it's it's fifty fifty. It's whatever team, maybe teams who have experienced it before. So I think I'm gonna go. I think it goes to extra time. Okay. And I think Forrest win 2-1 in extra time Oof. at Wembley. And they go to the Premier League. And unfortunately for Sheffield United fans, they suffer heartache. Oof. Okay. Well, I'm going to go first. So, as mine as a guess, well, it's Huddersfield Forest final, of course. Yes. I would love to see Forrest in the Premier League. 
don't get me wrong. I think I think they I think they'd do well in the Premier League. Yeah. If I'm honest. But the same with any any of these four, like Sheffield United are like a yo team, aren't they? They come up and down. Yeah. I'm not as can't remember the last time you know better than me. Uh, when was the last time Forrest was in the Premier League? For many many moons ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I think Forrest in the Premier League would be refreshing. It's a new side. It's a new like I think Steve Cooper as well. That he knows players. He can get players in. He can keep Forrest up. Luton, imagine, I know like, I'm saying that Luton have been people. Imagine Luton Town in the Premier League. They've got a capacity of 10,000. That's ridiculous. Stadium. <laughs> It'd be mental. Like, it really would. But Huddersfield, they were in the Premier League a couple of seasons ago, weren't they? They managed to stay up in the first season under David Wagner. Yeah. Um, and they drew one all um, against Chelsea to keep them up. But for the final, I just think. I just think the form they're in, Huddersfield have to win this. I just think Huddersfield are literally too good. Yeah. I think so. I'm going to say 2-1 to Huddersfield. I'm going to say 2-1. Um, I think Danny Ward will net a double and Huddersfield go up back to the Premier League. Interesting. Obviously, we will revisit that after, like we're going to with the League One League One predictions now, so. So we do a bit better in this time. <laughs> yeah, so um, if we've somehow got any listeners who are Wickham fans, I sincerely <laughs> apologise, and I'm. Re- and do you know what? In a way, I'm glad that you've proved me and Jack wrong, because we predicted you to get absolutely annihilated over yeah. two legs, and you know. Fair, fair, do you know what? Fair play. They dug deep. They did what they needed to do. Um, and for me, it was one in. It was one in the home leg. Um, two two nil, and MK had a player sent off, didn't they? And you know when they went away, they were. The oh, it looked the pressure was ridiculous. Um, yeah, from really Milton Keynes, but they just didn't look like they fancied it, did they? No, they didn't do much. I feel like they got, like the momentum has just just died. Yeah. Completely agree. It it was a it was a very, very tough one. I believe in the other game that we both predicted Sunderland. So we got one out of two? I think we did. I, yeah, because I think yeah, I said Sunderland would beat Wednesday. Yeah, I, I think I, we said it was gonna be close and then Said Sunderland would win on aggregate. I think I said by a goal or two. Um, so I think we were both. Uh, it was close, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. I think when you, it was one of them games, and I said to you before we came on came on air, right? I said it was. <laughs> it was one of them games where it looked like a mid mid season kickabout. It was weird, like. You know, Sunderland did enough to get through, which we both expected, which is great. Great for the fans, like I said. We want more northern teams higher up, don't we? Um, oh, but I don't know. I'd I feel like the need to add a lot of a lot more performance wise, which they will, because at Wembley it's a big day out for the fans, for the players as well. So I think they will. Both teams, Wickham and Sunderland, will both. Be like, okay, yeah, we'll add this to the performance. But I think from last night, the need to give an extra twenty percent to 
to get to to the championship for me. I don't know about you, Jack. Yeah, like Gareth Ainsworth's working manager is just—he's unbelievable, and he somehow just manages to do it every time he gets the playoffs. It's quite frustrating in a different fan's eye. Like he managed to do it during the COVID uh, season, and they've managed to do it again, and now they're in the final again. And I just don't get how they do it every time. But it's like, it's like they have this kind of energy where they go, right, playoffs, right, easy, done. And they just burst and they're just transformed into a brand new team. They're the farm team, yeah. aren't they? When you, look yeah. at, when you look at the farm guide, uh, um, yeah. they are Sun- Sunderland's results have been a little bit more inconsistent. Obviously, they've, they've not lost many. I think they've only lost one game since January, Sunderland. I think, but they've got quite a few draws in there. Um, that's what they do, though, don't they? The only game they've lost, funnily enough, was against MK Dons in January, Sunderland. Aye. Um, Wickham, you know, Wick. Oh, it's one of them, isn't it? For me personally, I'd, I'd, as a Newcastle fan, like we said before, it's banter if Sunderland didn't win. But I think the the need to win. It's their time. It's their year. The stars look like they're aligning, but it all depends. On if the young squad, because it needs to be talked about, Wickham Wanderers have a very experienced squad who have been there, done that, got the t-shirt numerous times. Where Sunderland, their squad is a young squad who are inexperienced in that type of thing. You know they've got a few players who have been there, done that, and not got the t-shirt because they lost in the final. But yeah, literally, I don't know if that's going to be a factor. To be honest, I think I, I think it might be. But I still think Sunderland might just edge it. I was going to ask you then, what do you have you decided to change your prediction of who's going to no, win or out? No, I still think that Sunderland will win, but I think it's good. I think it's going to be too. It's going to be, there's going to be a goal in it in extra time. I don't think it goes to penalties, but it's not going to be settled in normal time. I now think penalties. Oh dear. Yeah. And it sounds mental, right? But as we know, it's um, Akin Femmar's last season. Yes. Because he's retiring. You just know that he's going to be playing at Wembley. Like, for certain. It yeah. sounds mental, and this is a bold, bold prediction. I still think Sunderland will win it. But I think Akin Femmar misses the penalty. What sends Sunderland up? <laughs> what a shout that is. And I know that I'm already hated by Wickham fans on this podcast already, but... <laughs> <laughs> so why not be hated even more? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Sunderland in... Is it a couple of... It's a couple of weeks, isn't it? Or maybe it's only... Yeah. Is it like a week on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, so a week Saturday, Sunderland fans will see if you can finally... Is it the fourth time of asking? The fourth time of asking, can they get there? We think they can, but Wickham, oh, Wickham and Wickham, Wickham's fans who clearly hate Jack, because um, of his <laughs> opinions towards them, um, will want the different result. Obviously, but we'll see. Like we say, Wickham last time got promoted, played a full season in the championship, and got relegated, and the fans didn't see a single game live. So, maybe that'll that'll spur them on. I don't know. It'll be a cracking final, though. I've got quite a few friends who are 
who are Sunderland fans and, and they'll they'll definitely be gone, but we'll uh, we'll have to see how that pans out and see how the championship one pans out. Next week we will be talking how the predictions are going <laughs> from me and Jack and then we're going to actually talk about the League Two playoffs as well. So we'll go from League One Championship to League Two. So hopefully you'll join us then. So bye from me. Yeah, that's out. It's a part of me also. Take care. Take it easy.